In this bulletin, the Kumanjai Walker inquest has resumed with Zakari Rolf set to give final evidence. Trade is gone strike at Canberra's Parliament House over a pay dispute. And Australia sanctions Russian prison, ofi- prison officials after the death of Alexei Navalny. The long-running inquest into the shooting death of an Aboriginal teenager in Central Australia has resumed in Bantwe Alice Springs. Zachary Rolf, the former police officer who fatally shot Kumanjai Walker, will be among the last to give evidence. Ahead of his appearance, Mr. Rolf's lawyers filed a last-minute submission seeking to restrict the scope of his evidence. The legal team argued questions regarding eight use of force incidents, his police force application, and a series of racist text messages should not be admissible. The Nationalist Party have confirmed that Barnaby Joyce will not be present in Parliament this week following the airing of footage showing the MP lying on a Canberra street. The former Deputy Prime Minister had previously refused invitations to take personal leave after blaming mixing alcohol with prescription medication for the incident. Leader David Littleproud has told Channel 9 he is happy to accept the MP's temporary absence from Canberra. I'll take Barnaby on his word. He, he won't be here this week. He's notified me that he won't be coming to pub. He's having the week off, which uh, we gave him the opportunity to, to, to undertake with his family, and uh, I respect that. Uh, and I hope, uh, hope he went to church yesterday and, and all he had was altar wine. Independent MP Helen Haynes has introduced a bill to Parliament that she says will crack down on political pork barrelling in the processing of grants. Under the private member's bill, all federal grants would need to have publicly available selection criteria and would need to be merit-based. There would also be extra reporting to the Parliament about the selection criteria of a grant program. Ms Haynes says the bill would also require ministers who have gone against departmental advice about the awarding of a grant to explain to Parliament why the funding has been allocated. The federal government says it will be a few months before it delivers a formal response to the university's accord report that has recommended a suite of changes to Australia's higher education sector. Battle lines have already been drawn in the sector with the collective group of eight universities arguing their court's funding proposals could ruin the international standings of Australian universities. The National Union of Students says it intends to work with the government to achieve a new funding model that addresses casualisation, job insecurity and wage theft. While Education Minister Jason Clare says he won't be drawn on specifics yet. I'm not going to respond to individual recommendations today, but I've been pretty clear about what are my priorities. I want to make sure that more kids from the outer suburbs and the regions get a crack at university and succeed when they get there. I want to put more kids on Smart Street. And that's what this is all about. Magnesi-style financial sanctions and travel bans have been imposed on seven prison officials Australia's government believes were involved in the mistreatment of Alexei Navalny in a Russian prison. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles and Assistant Foreign Affairs Minister Tim Watt have released a joint statement confirming the sanctions. They say the measures are the next step in Australia's efforts to hold to account those responsible for what they have described as grave breaches of Mr Navalny's human rights. The government's first tranche of sanctions were announced on the 
the 10th of December 2022 and targeted individuals involved in the 2020 poisoning of Mr. Navalny. Israeli troops and Palestinian gunmen have clashed throughout the Gaza Strip over the last few days as mediators pick up the pace of peace talks in Europe. Residents say Israeli forces shelled several areas of the enclave as tanks rolled into Beit Lahia, while soldiers and gunmen have waged running battles in the Zaytun sector of Gaza City. Negotiators in Paris are trying to reach agreements over a possible ceasefire to free hostages held by Hamas and bring a measure of Ramadan respite to the battered region. In Senegal, candidates have cast ballots in a symbolic vote designed to protest the postponement of presidential elections. The country's election was was scheduled for Sunday but was delayed by incumbent President Macky Sall in a televised speech to the nation on the 3rd of February. Former Mayor Khalifa Sall is one of the candidates who have taken part in the protest vote. He says the postponement is an unacceptable breach of democratic rights. We cannot accept, with the stroke of a pen, being deprived of what is essential to us, that is to say, our freedom and democracy, and above all, our ability to elect our leaders. Protests in Poland have led to the destruction of 160 tons of grain, sparking condemnation from Ukrainian officials. Polish farmers have been protesting this month against what they say is unfair competition from Ukraine and European Union environment regulations. They have blocked border crossings with Ukraine and motorways and spilled Ukrainian produce from train wagons. This farmer says the protests will continue as long as low prices and high costs persist and constraints from the EU's Green Deal remain unchanged. At the moment, we have the especially large problem of grain imports to the EU. This has messed up all the prices of anything to do with grain. We are making less than it costs to produce, and if it carries on like this, farmers will most certainly not calm down. Back home, researchers say a quarter of Australians have never heard of a critical heart disease that could impact over half a million people across the country. Heart valve disease is a condition where one or more of the valves in the heart don't open or close properly, which can lead to heart failure and stroke if left untreated. But a new YouGov study has found that a quarter of those surveyed have never heard of the condition despite it being a relatively common condition. CEO of Hearts for Heart, Tanya Hall, says common symptoms such as fatigue, shortness of breath, palpitations and dizziness can often be dismissed. People often think of heart disease as someone who has had a heart attack, but there are many types of heart diseases that exist and few of us are aware of the effects of ageing on the cardiovascular system. Heart valve disease can also be associated with silent symptoms, which means that some people living with heart valve disease do not show symptoms or have no symptoms until their disease is severe. And to sport, Penrith have been denied a maiden World Cup challenge title with the powerhouse NRL side beaten by Super League champions Wigan in England. A controversial second-half try for Warriors. Jake Wardo and a gritty defensive display sealed the 16-12 win for the English side. It was the second straight year Penrith have failed to add the world title to their NRL premiership. They lost a heartbreaker March 13-12 to St. Helens at home in 2023. 
And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, cloudy, 33, Perth, cloud clearing, 32 degrees, Adelaide, partly cloudy, 31, Melbourne, cloudy, 21, Hobart, similar conditions, 21, Albury, Wadonga, partly cloudy, 32, Canberra, mostly sunny, 31, Wollongong, a shower or 2, 26, Sydney, sunny, 28, Newcastle, also sunny, 30, Brisbane, sunny, 31, Townsville, isolated thunderstorms, top of 30, Cairns, showers, 32 degrees, early springs, sunny and 38, Darwin, showers and a possible storm, 32, and the Torres Strait Islands, mostly cloudy day ahead and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 